1998 film, I Got the Hookup, two junk dealers turn a mistaken shipment of cell phones into straight cash. But when the phones stop working, both the local gangsters and the feds come calling. Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club. This is a show for Gen X hip hop fans who want to relive the glory days and reconsider classic and modern hip hop films from a current day perspective. Together, we'll explore some of the larger societal issues raised in these films. If you've seen today's movie before, then you'll learn some fascinating trivia you might have missed. If you haven't seen today's movie before, then we'll help you decide whether this film is worth your time. Either way, you'll be a smarter hip-hop fan by the end of this episode. We're three old heads who put their old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm JB. 80s and 90s nostalgia buff, a tribe called Quest Stan, and once hung out with Vinny and Tretch from Naughty by Nature prior to one of their concerts. I'm Boogie, a DJ of over 30 years. I started spinning actual records, yes, actual records, and used to carry around crates of them to parties. I'm Dino Wright, serial podcaster and student of film, and longtime hip-hop fan since Rapper's Delight came on the radio in 1979. In this episode, we'll answer the question, what can black and blue dial up to get on up and out of this mess? In I Got the Hookup, selling random goods like tube TVs and accessories at an outdoor market, Black, played by Master P, and Blue, played by AJ Johnson, strike it rich when a driver mistakenly drops off a cell phone shipment. Business is booming, but when the phones begin to malfunction and expose the local crime boss Roscoe and his enforcer T-Lay, played by Tiny Lister, things get a little hairy, not to mention the involvement of the FBI. All right, I'm going to get right into this episode with some rapid-fire questions about I Got the Hookup. Boogie, let's go. Was the premise of this movie believable? Absolutely. I think I could see something like this going in the hood where, you know, somebody mistakenly drops off a delivery and some guys are, you know what, we could sell this for a quick come-up. So, yeah, absolutely. Aside from some of the, the over-the-top antics that happen throughout the movie, the baseline premise, yeah, absolutely believable. Would you recommend this movie to your friends? Yeah, I would. Ab- absolutely. But... Only if they're into comedies. If you're not into comedies or you can't take, or if you take life a little too seriously, this is not for you. Like, you got to have a really open mind and be ready to laugh at some silly stuff that don't make any sense. (laughs) Does this movie crack your top 100 movies of all time? Eh, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think it would for me. All right. Funnier John Witherspoon role, Mr. Mim from this movie, or Willie Jones, Craig's dad in Friday? I would probably say, I'll probably say Mr. Mim, but that's only because Willie Jones, I mean, he does have some serious moments in in Friday. So um, I think just because of that, I would give it to Mr. Mim because Mr. Mim was just straight up over the top with it. (laughs) He was definitely over the top. I think Willie Jones had more of a heart and. and Yeah to the movie in, in Friday. And so this is <laughs> pound for pound a more funnier role than <laughs> Craig's dad. Yeah. He was the hood uh, Hugh Hefner in this one. He was, <laughs> was great. <laughs> Come out with a smoker jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> 
speaking of John Witherspoon, what would you say is the funniest John Witherspoon role of all time? I would probably, I would probably say Mr. Jones, but not just because of Friday, but because there's a Friday series. There's a lot of material there. You really get to see Mr. Jones on his A game. If you can stretch it out through that series, he's got some one liners in there. So I, w- I would say that Mr. Jones. Now AJ Johnson was this was in this one in a, in a big role. Funnier AJ Johnson role, Blue from I Got the Hookup or Ezel from Friday. I'm gonna have to go with Blue. Um, I think because Blue had a ton of dialogue in this movie, and just his ability to come up with those ad lib jokes off the top of his head on the fly. I'm pretty sure that those jokes weren't in the script, and he you really got to see his comedic genius at work in Blue. I mean, Ezel was funny. But it was a little typecast. But I, I definitely like how Blue was able to expand a little bit more on on AJ Johnson's um, ability to make you laugh. <laughs> Funniest AJ Johnson role of all time. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Blue just just from the previous response. I mean, I mean, granted, everybody knows Diesel and like there's some of the one liners that he's he spit out on Friday. But I, I think that you know Blue is a more well rounded character for him. So. I got to go with blue. Nice. Master P, is he a good actor? I'm not giving him an Oscar, but um, (laughs) I think he was good in this role. I think that, you know, he did what he had to do in this movie, you know, per se. And I think that it was good. Who would you consider the top three artists that appear on the soundtrack if I got the hookup? Yeah, and it's funny because got a little glimpse of this like in discussion, and that's why I knew that I knew I was gonna have a good response. I'm gonna say Jay Z, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, just off of pure significance in hip hop, longevity, everything. They're they they're still relevant, you know. Even the young youngsters don't want to admit it, but yeah, they're still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some wild scenes in this movie. What was most shocking that the cops in this movie were actually black and Dalton was white or the scene with the little people. I think I'm going to go with the, 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 the scene with the cops being black and Dalton being white. I mean, that little people scene was funny, but there was a part of it. I was just kind of looking at it like, huh, what's going on? Like what happened there? But I think that even now, like I can still picture like that scene where the cops were, were revealed to be black and that Dalton was really white. It was kind of like, like the Scooby-Doo one when he kind of yanked off the mask and like, Oh, <laughs> so that 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 was that was that was good. That was good how they did that. I like Farmer Smith. Yes, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> when it got away with it for you pesky kids, meddling <laughs> kids, pesky kids, whatever. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> I have some trivia tidbits from this movie. Ice Cube, as we mentioned on the soundtrack, but he also has a cameo as a gun runner in, in this one. <laughs> and AJ Johnson actually calls him a fat Ice Cube looking MFR. <laughs> that was classic. Oh, man. That was a genuinely funny part. <laughs> that was genuinely funny. Classic. So, you know, we're thinking back to when this movie came out. It was May of 1998. What? I want to ask you fellas what what were you doing at that time during may of 98 i guess i'll start i had graduated college the year before i was fairly new starting out a job as a help desk analyst uh, that february 
and I'm still in the same company 25 years later. So that's what I was doing, feeling my way through the beginning of a career. I was finishing my first year of graduate school, and boy, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> like sands in the hourglass. <laughs> we're, we're early 20s, yeah. Yeah. Since, since I'm the, the youngster of the trio, I was actually still in college, and I was home for, for a little while, just preparing to go back to school to work the summer sessions at, on campus. Um, there's the summer soccer camps and the basketball camps um, that went on during the campus. And I was just home for a little while before I headed back down there to, to make a little extra cash and just get away from the, from the hood for a little while. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to think back of other historical events that happened here in the U.S. in 1998. In February of 98, President Bill Clinton was embroiled in the Monica Lewinsky scandal, which we all remember. Uh, in the sports world, the historic home run chase fueled by anabolic steroids <laughs> was occurring <laughs> between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. They were just shattering the home run records with some help. And there was a lot going on. And then, you know, being that this is a hip-hop podcast, some of the top hip-hop songs of 98, in no particular order, uh, Rosa Parks by Outkast, yes. Respiration by Black Star, Juvenile came out with Back That Ass Up. Absolutely. Nice collab. Money Ain't a Thing by Jermaine Dupri. I love that one. I remember yes. rolling down the windows and flying with that one. Yep. Yes. Ooh, what a great song. What a great song. <laughs> Lauren Hill, Doo-Wop, That Thing. DMX was yeah. bursting wow, on the scene with... Get at me, dog. Rough Riders anthem, both that year. Oh yeah. Jay Z, Hard Knock Life, Ghetto Superstar, Maya featuring Old Dirty Bastard. Many, many more. Yeah, you can put those on at any party right now, and the crowd is still going nuts. That's like some of the best hip hop songs ever. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I was just out Sunday and back that ass up played. <laughs> That absolutely came on, and they absolutely reacted just how they did in the music video. And mm -hmm. I was just like, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but it was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yep. Cash money ticket over in the 9-9 in 2000s. They all run to the floor. <laughs> Girl, who you playing with? It's the <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can put that on. You you get grandmas out there. <laughs> oh, this is right before that drops, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. Boy, it's Oh man. It's so crazy to back that ass up. The first beat, like the first two beats, you know right away. It's like, oh here we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we're we're a year away from bling bling. So good. <laughs> and Rough Riders anthem. I mean, that's that's one of the ultimate hype songs. Stop, drop. Yes. And if you want to get conscious, the the respiration song that that first single, yes. right? That was the first single off that Black Star yes. record. Woo <laughs> Most deaf and Talib Kweli. Yeah. That's that's still one of my favorite hip hop yeah. records. Maybe like in the top five. I think it's in the top five. Yeah. And that's when I first became aware of Jay Z. Like I, yeah, you know, was, Volume Two record was the first, my first knowing of Jay Z. Like, whew. Yeah. 
That was some slick production too. Are you working Annie into that? <laughs> yeah, that was a classic mashup with that Annie sample. That was, that was genius. I was just like, wow. Like, like, who knew you could do that? Right. <laughs> exactly. I was like, good. Of all the like show tunes and musical things, you they do that? Woo! That's good stuff. Yeah. When I first heard it, my mind was blown because I was just like, what? What? You did what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> it shouldn't work, but it works so well. <laughs> right. Exactly. And now, and now basically, Jay-Z's turned into Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> He's richer <laughs> than Daddy Warbucks. Right. He's a businessman. <laughs> yes, he is. Absolutely. Who knew? <laughs> oh, man. Who knew? And it was funny, though. I think back, like, my first encounter with Jay-Z was actually at Ryder. What? You got to tell a story now. <laughs> okay, yeah. So freshman year, right? I was a part of the Student Entertainment Council. And what we would do every now and then in the pub was have, like, little small events. Like, sometimes we would have comedians come in to do, like, an intimate comedy show. And sometimes we would have um, a DJ come in. And it would be like a, like a club scene and then, like, a party. And then we decided this one time to have like a rap battle contest. And I'm trying to remember all of the details, but I do know that somehow someone got in contact with Jay-Z and he ended up coming to Ryder into the pub to be like one of the judges in the contest. Wow. And some people, and like, it was funny because nobody knew who he was because Reasonable Doubt wasn't even out yet. Yeah, so this is like 94, 95, around then, right? Yeah, yeah. 95, yep, 95. So Reasonable Doubt wasn't even out yet. So people were like, you know, after everybody, you know, the rappers were doing their lyrics and whatever, dropping their bars or whatever, and he would stand up and he would kind of offer like critiques or, or breakdowns of you know what he heard, and I know people in the people in the crowd were like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Like, why this guy always got something to say?" And I guess he must have heard it because he said, "All right, you know, it was like a little intermission time." He said, "You know, some of you, some of y'all are probably wondering who I am, and you know, I mean, let me introduce myself. You know, my name's Jay Z. I got a little label, Rockefeller Records, about to cut off, popping whatever." He said, "I mean, let me drop a little something for you." And off the like right there on the fly in the pub. He dropped 20, the first verse of 22 twos acapella. <laughs> wow. Like, and he emphasized on every every verse. So the crowd was like, pause, like he would pause and the crowd would go, oh, too many. Whoa. And, it, and like, and then when he was done, everybody said, yo, that was dope. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then like, I think it was must have been like a few months later, I was talking to my man K, KK. And he's like, yo, I'm about to go over to the Wiz. And buy a couple couple albums. Like, let me know if you want me to pick something up. I was like, yeah, pick me up. You know, whatever you get, pick me up. Pick me up, and I'll, I'll give you the money when you come back. Because I had, you know, I had a one ten. He, <laughs> he was about to run, so he went over, picked the the, uh, the the CDs up. He bring them back, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Get, I'm like, all right, you know, go get my money, give it to him for the CDs, and then I go back to my room, and I said, all right, let me listen to this. Let me listen to this. So I put reasonable doubt in, and I'm like, okay, okay, you know, and then I. I'm going through the songs. I'm like, okay, this is tough. This is tough. And then all of a sudden, I hear 22 twos come on. And I'm like, can I kick it? I'm like, okay, that little Tribe Called Quest thing, okay. And then he starts rapping. And my mind went pop and confetti filled the room. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my God, that's the dude from the pub. 
And wow. I remember walking back up campus, I think it must have been for dinner, and I saw Kay. And we both looked at each other like, yo! And pointed at each other like, that's the dude! That's the dude from the pub! And um, yeah, and the rest was history because at that moment we knew that we had witnessed like the cusp of what he was to come. And we got like the early glimpse of it. And um, yeah, I never really, I, I, I never, well, no, I shouldn't say I'd never been in the same room as him before because I went to the 40-40 club a few times and he was there and kind of brushed past one another. But I never really got to interact with him after that. But that, yeah, that's my um, my, my first encounter with Jay-Z story. <laughs> that's the material. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. He'd been in the pub. And so for people who don't know, that it's not a very big room. Yeah. <laughs> so there's probably 10 times as many people who said they were there or they weren't there that claimed they were there. <laughs> uh, I remember on, on one of the albums, I can't remember which one, but he was talking oh. about there was a period of time where he lived in Trenton. And I was like, hmm, yeah. And I was like, huh, there's the connections. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's awesome. What a story. Yeah, there was a lot of things. 98, stuff was popping off. Yeah. I was, I was looking, there was a... Um, class action lawsuit against Microsoft, United States versus Microsoft, the Department of Justice, and 20 states filed an antitrust case against Microsoft. Saturday Night Live star Phil Hartman, unfortunately, was murdered by his wife in their home, who then killed herself. That was an awful tragedy. Back on the sports scene, the, the Bulls won their your, – your, your Bulls, Boogie, won their sixth NBA title in eight years when they beat the Utah Jazz – Mm-hmm. And that was also Michael Jordan's last game as a bull. The shot. Yep, with a fadeaway jumper in the final seconds. Yeah. Microsoft releases Windows 98 <laughs> first edition. Man. <laughs> Windows 98. <laughs> I saw something about, for those uh, into finance, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed above 9,000 for the first time, which was huge back then. And now we're in the 30,000s. And around this time, Frank Sinatra died. So I remember where I was when I found out. Around this time, I was in the Philippines. The chairman of the board had exited the building. Mm, man. Well, 98 was a, it was a great year, though. I mean, other than, like, you know, it was a great year overall, though, because, man, it was much simpler times than now. <laughs> so thinking of this movie again, uh, I got the hookup. Who else do you guys think could have played Black and Blue? Or maybe another way to put it, who would you like to see in like a buddy movie? Hip hop stars that could do a buddy movie together. I know some have already done it, but yeah. Huh. Who do you guys think? My first first two that come off the top of my head, Meth and Red. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> They're the good go to. They're very reliable in that kind of role. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think they would have done a good job with this one. Like in How High, we just had reviewed that one. Yep. Those guys would be good. I'm trying to think who else. I think it'd be kind of funny to see the remaining members of the Beastie Boys. So Mike D and Ad Rock, since they don't have mm-hmm. the Beastie Boys as a as a band anymore, maybe they do mm-hmm. buddy films. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think they're past that, though. They're just retired and just for the most part. 
but not maybe not even uh, hip hop artists, but like obviously Kevin Hart would be good in something like this. Martin Lawrence. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those guys. Yeah. You know, Kevin Hart's fond of doing films with The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. They're, they're, like, they're like buddy films, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Oh, that would be great with the two of them. <laughs> they're a great odd couple. <laughs> like a modern day Schwarzenegger and DeVito. <laughs> yeah, twins. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, overall, the movie was kind of silly, classic, classic comedy from A.J. Johnson. Check it out. Not going to be classic, but... <laughs> uh, don't pay to watch this. Don't, don't pay. <laughs> find, this free on, find this free on TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, we asked the question, you know, what are they going to do to get out of this mess? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Uh, this is one of those films where the journey is more important than the destination. <laughs> Mindless humor, yeah. Oh man, we're like plotless humor, and mm-hmm. well, there was there was a, there were the makings of a plot, but uh, the execution was not what would you would call a triumph of cinema, right? <laughs> no, a cinematography masterpiece, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rotten Tomato, it did get 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is which is rather low, but it also got 64% audience scores. So more than 60% of people said that it was rated three and a half stars or more. So <laughs> there you go. It's like a wide, they really covered the spread on that one. This is one of those things where it was like Master P was everywhere at the time. And he's like, let me try my hand at a film. And a lot of his crew was featured in this as well. Right. So this is the first No Limit movie. Yep. Silk the Shocker, Mr. Cow. Mr. Go, Silk the Shocker. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Me X. Sea Murder, all those guys. Yep. Yeah, like, let me just throw my whole crew in the movie and have some silly hijinks ensue. You know, look on YouTube for the John Witherspoon clips. They're quite good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John Witherspoon. And I'd be remiss if we didn't mention Helen Martin again. <laughs> Helen Martin. <laughs> OG Grandma strikes again. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it checks the box of uh, old lady uh, cursing exactly. and, and working blue. <laughs> That's like the union contract or something. It has to be in these movies. Yeah, it's a shame that we no longer have Mr. John Witherspoon or A.J. Johnson in our lives and Helen Martin and Tiny Lister. I mean, we lost Ooh. so many of these folks. So that's right. In that regard, mm-hmm. I'm glad that this, you know, they're all together on this film. You want to give our rating for the film? Uh, Boogie, would you say... For I got the hookup. Bring that funky flick back. Bring that funky flick flick back. back. Or leave it in the vault. Yeah, you know, I've been going back and forth because I'm I'm thinking that I probably want to bring that funky flick back just because this movie has layers to it. Like, there's there's stuff going on in the background. There's little things that you might have missed. Anytime there's, like, movies like that, I like to get the little details and just get another good laugh out of it. So, with that respect, um, I would say bring that funky flick back. All right. 
Done all right? I'm going to leave this one in the vault. <laughs> and for myself, I will leave it in the vault as well. Having seen it once for me, I think that was sufficient. And I will spend my time on other <laughs> material. <laughs> So uh, maybe perhaps uh, I could interest you in Air Bud, Golden <laughs> Receiver, which grossed slightly less than I got the hookup. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I got the hookup ranked 131st in the United States in 1998. It was followed by Air Bud, Golden <laughs> Receiver. <laughs> oh. maybe, maybe I might just leave it in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my mood. Don't, don't be influenced. Whatever it doesn't matter. It's all good. Maybe I don't need to get the layers out of it. <laughs> hey, uh, to each his own. To each her own. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Oh man, just not their hood. <laughs> Does this mean I don't get uh, to, to keep my membership in the No Limit Army? Oh man. <laughs> At the re-enlist. Into Gotta the hang up my dog tags. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they made a sequel of this movie. So they did. They did make a sequel. Something to it. <laughs> they did make a sequel. Yes. Yeah, just four years ago. So Master P has some extra money laying around. I said, you know what? They, they... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I have to give a shout out to Power 99 because when the Master P doll came out and it had like phrases that you could like have it say, <laughs> I had a field day with it. It asked a question and all I could say was, Ugh! or na 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 na. I'm trying to remember. Somebody I know had that doll and I can't remember who it was. <laughs> oh man, because I definitely remember that doll. I remember seeing the person in my hand and like, oh, I can't remember who had it. <laughs> I mean, I make him say oh, it's a great song. I, I oh, yes. Say, uh, shout out to Master P. Shout out to Percy Miller on that one. Yes. I'm looking up on eBay if I can find Master P doll. See how much it's going for. <laughs> $55 or best offer. $55? That's not bad. That's Master P talking doll, no limit toys, 16 inch, 998. Vintage rap works. Says, uh, na 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 na. <laughs> That's what it says in the description. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve people are watching it right now. Last one. That's less than a stack of cash. To you don't have to spend your entire stack of cash to get it. Oh. Now that one looks like it's out of the box. I see. Oh, it does not mint. I see a couple in the box that are going for one fifty. Yeah. Okay, one fifty. All right. How come Mystical didn't get a doll? <laughs> see murder silk the shocker Did anyone get a doll was there a little john doll i don't know there should have been one yeah, i don't see one. Oh. Huh. oh man uh, <laughs> let's ask ebay <laughs> it's so funny every time i hear him ask me i remember my first encounter with him <laughs> it makes me laugh you have an encounter with master p we're not like actually encounter with him in person, but like him, his, his music and his persona. Oh, oh, oh. The first time you encounter. It's, it's so funny. Because I remember like this was back in the 90s, the early 90s. And like, yeah. We used to DJ parties out in Ohio because my friend went to college out there. 
And there was one particular time they had a party at the, and I, I didn't go. But um, the, then the next time I did go, I said, you got to check this out. Watch this, watch this. And they put on um, Bout It, Bout It. <laughs> and all you heard was, Ugh, and the whole crowd went nuts. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And I'm like, what is this? What is this? I I, I, the beat was so loud, it was rattling. I didn't know what he was saying. But the whole crowd was bouncing and going nuts to it. I was like, wow. And I remember coming back out to Jersey. I'm like, yo, there's this guy that goes, uh, and the crowd goes nuts. He's coming. He's coming for us. In a tank. He's coming in a tank. <laughs> He's coming. He's rolling in a tank. It was funny because I didn't even realize because at that point, I think he he was selling them out of his trunk or something like that. Like driving up in that. Like they was pushing them out of their trunk, like at parties or whatever. There was like, no like middle distribution they would they would straight cash to cash the pocket is, like, is that would, where this plot came from <laughs> so stuff out of their van <laughs> <laughs> i got the hookup based on a true story <laughs> oh man but yeah man wow man, business savvy man very business savvy hey shout out to him being a successful, and I'm pretty sure he invested some of that money wisely. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, he was one of the first to have his own label and to get like pretty much 100 percent of the proceeds of all of his music. And uh, he grew his empire. Yep. Hey, that's uh, that's savvy business. Yeah, he did whatever he wanted, and he was he was uh, playing in the NBA or at least like in summer league or something. Yeah. Yeah. Preseason games, wasn't he playing for like? Team. The I don't know if he played in a real game, but he was playing in some summer summer league or preseason. Yeah, teams like that. Yeah, yeah. I think he played in preseason cool. games or, or like, tra- no, summer league probably. I think that's word right. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I Got the Hookup, directed by Michael Martin, produced by Andrew Shack, Brian Turner, Jonathan Hewer, Leroy Douglas, Master P, and M. Stephen Cathal, and written by Carrie Mungo, Leroy Douglas, and Master P. Released in 1998 and featuring Master P, A.J. Johnson, Gretchen Palmer, John Witherspoon, and Tommy Tiny Lister Jr. Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs. JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hip Hop Movie Club. On the next episode of the Hip Hop Movie Club podcast, your HHMCs will review Soul Plane. It drops in two weeks. Subscribe today in your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. Shout out to your listeners. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't hate. Accelerate. Accelerate. Speed up. <laughs> Put the gas. Bring it. Come on. Shout out to Brain Freeze Trivia in the Lehigh Valley. Check out the Instagram, brain underscore freeze underscore trivia.
double underscore time. That's brain freeze trivia time on Instagram.